When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. This time, we are going to be talking with Lisa Smith, who is the Senior Vice President of Customer Experience at Formstack. We'll tell you more about Formstack in just a moment, but I'm going to warn you, we're going to be talking as much, if not more, about the employee experience than the customer experience, because what's happening on the inside of an organization drives what's happening on the outside. Before we dive into the amazing interview, a couple of quick announcements. If you've got a story about amazing customer service that you would like to share, or you have a question that you want me to answer, please reach out to me on any of the social channels. You can uh, use me, find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. And I'll either answer the question you send in right there in this show, in my newsletter, the Shepherd Letter, or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And you can find that show on Amazon, Roku, Apple TV, and you can get episodes at beamazing.tv. That is beamazing.tv. All right, it is time for our interview with Lisa Smith, Senior VP of Customer Experience at Formstack. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Formstack, interesting company. A few years ago, I was writing an article about Formstack and I it was really about forms. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. You've evolved over the last few years to be really uh, an incredible productivity tool. You were before, but now with uh, basically you're creating you know automation and software to support really what I would call the process internally uh, for employees to have a better experience. And I want to kick off, and then you can comment on this in just a moment. Normally, I give you a chance to tell us all about this, but I'm going to do it. You have a quote uh, or a stat. 51% of surveyed workers report spending at least two hours a week on basic menial automated tasks, tasks that repetitive tasks, things that could be automated. And then additionally, 72% of the employees that you uh, surveyed felt that uh, there that inefficiency affected their job satisfaction. I've been preaching on this show for years that what's happening on the inside of the organization is felt on the outside. You've got to create a great employee experience. So let's start with employees and work our way toward the outside customer in just a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I 100% agree with that. Um, when you have great employee experience, that is naturally going to um, deliver on to customer satisfaction. And so how you think about the role of the, the employee, how you help them and enable them to do their job more effectively, you hire wicked smart people. And when you ask them to do menial tasks, they do not feel like they're bringing their best selves or that you're utilizing them effectively. And so allow them to, to be able to do their jobs effectively. From a customer experience standpoint, 
particular, um, when they're doing menial tasks, they get very much into a process driven um, approach. Um, we need to allow them to do their jobs more effectively so they actually see the customer at the end of it and they think about the customer that they're trying to solve. When you make things more difficult, they're, they're not able to do so. So we'll enable them and empower them to do their job effectively. Right. So, yeah. oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and provide them with the tools to do so. Yeah, which brings me to, we, and I've had a number of people on here that run contact centers. And one of the things that just bogs down the whole agent experience is when they're constantly switching from screen to screen, or maybe we do something that's more effective for the customer, but creates more work and inefficiency for the person who's trying to help the customer. And that's just so counterproductive to the whole experience. Absolutely, absolutely. When you're asking somebody to, as you say, because the tooling and technology and, and companies are starting to invest more in their tech stack in order to be able to support the customer more effectively. Even if you do need to have a number of different tools, how do they integrate so that you're you're providing that seamless experience for the employee to be able to support the customer? Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I spend quite a bit of time thinking through is the end-to-end -end customer journey um, and that journey mapping. So that's the, the, that's where I was going to go next. Perfect. Hundred percent. Mm -hmm. um, so when a customer is looking at Formstack, they're they think of Formstack as one. They do not think I'm with sales right now, I'm with support right now, I'm with a customer success manager right now, I'm getting something from marketing. They see Formstack. And, and you're referring to a customer calling your company. Yes. And by the way, so if we were to call the XYZ company, they're same thing. They're looking at the XYZ company, not the title of the person they're talking to, um, whatever. It's that's the company is the company is the company. A hundred percent. And so you have to decide what is the voice of your company consistently across the board. What do you want them to experience when they engage with you? And also from end to end to end that, that it's seamless pass through and how do we stand as a united front um, for those customers? And so, um, you know, I think that when you sometimes in organizations, departments can be siloed. It's really important that there's cross collaboration across all um, par parties of the, the company so that we can deliver the right type of experience to our customers. Um, and so that collaboration is key. And you, we talked about employee experience as well. When they understand that we're collaborating together to solve the customer, that increases their engagement also. Yeah. So let's talk about that journey map for a moment. I believe that there's, there, let's, we'll take a basic journey and that is customers thinking about doing business with you. They research you. It could be on the web. It could be calling different people. It could just doing the research. They finally decide to call the company. And by the way, I don't care if it's B2B, B2C makes no difference. You can fill in the gaps if you want, depending on what you do. Uh, and if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Just, you know, basic example. Uh, first connection, who you're talking to, you get transferred, talking to someone else, maybe an appointment is set, but there's this journey that takes place. All of those are what I refer to as touch points. This is where the customer is actually touching some aspect of the company, either digitally or personally, a human to human interaction. Behind that is what we refer to here is impact points. Everything that drives that touch point is happening within the organization, either by a person, a department, or some technology that's driving that touch point. And we look at each of the individual touch points and go down vertically and analyze all of the people, the processes that impact that touch point. 
And so most people, when they do a journey map, they only do the top line, the touch points. They forget about this. But by doing the other work, the impact work, the impact points, if you will, you actually start to see every single employee and department of a company having some impact on one of those touch points or multiple touch points. And that's real important for employees to understand how they fit into this responsibility of the customer, even though they're far removed from ever seeing the customer smiling face. A hundred percent. When when you determine your true north metrics of the of the um, company, your mission, your vision, etc. When you determine those, every single employee at the company should know how they influence it because everyone does. Otherwise, mm. they wouldn't. And so even if it's an internal focus team, like a HR organization, they are there to support the employees to be able to do their jobs effectively so that they can deliver against whatever the true north metrics are. And so every single employee at the company influences those metrics in some way, shape or form. And clarity around that allows employees to feel engaged because they feel like the job that I do matters. It has an impact to our customers, to the company, to myself. And so I matter in this organization. Um, and so sometimes you find that there's disconnects between the two. Making sure that you can thread those things together is of huge importance. So you mentioned something at the beginning uh, a moment as you started to talk about this. It sounds to me like you have a very specific service vision at Formstack that everybody can hang their hat on. So this, it's your North Star. I think that's the word you use, North Star. Uh, can you share what that is? Um, and so it's it's something we're revisiting um, as we speak. Um, just you know, we've we've just um, created a new uh, leadership team has all joined this year, um, and it's something that we're reshaping. Um, but I think for any company, um, ad- identifying what your north star is is of huge importance. And so we'll probably see an unveiling of that in the near future. Um, so stay tuned. All right. I'm excited to hear about it. You know, so many companies, they try to create these visions that are long, they're paragraphs. They need to be simple. They need to be like one sentence or less. Um, And the idea is if you can go to any employee, regardless of what they do, they're in the warehouse, accounting department, customer support, sales, finance, doesn't matter. You say, what's our vision? And it's one sentence and they can repeat it. And then they start to understand at the very beginning how their job and their role fits into this vision. And it's really, really important. I think I think you said some very uh, poignant uh, comments about this. I, I can't think um, that, you know, any company that doesn't have this, they're, they're doing the company and the employees a disservice because if you don't have a North Star, if you don't have where it's clear, where everybody understands it and knows it and can recite it if we wanted to do it together, then uh, I think we're, we're missing out. You can't keep people in alignment. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk about your ideas of investing as much into the employee experience as into the customer experience. The EX is just as important as the CX. We are talking with Lisa Smith. She is the Senior VP of Customer Experience at Formstacks, and we will be right back. Don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons 
you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Lisa Smith at Formstack. And we're going to talk about investing as much into the employee experience as you do into the customer experience. And you know what? So many companies, they don't get that one right. I believe uh, people don't realize it. Companies don't realize it. You are investing a lot in the customer experience, but when you start to look at how much you spend on onboarding and training and everything else, you know what? That is a big investment. You should understand what those numbers are and take a look at how they compare to your uh, a customer experience and the investment you have there. And and by the way, it's not just, hey, we're going to invest in a new technology that's to make it better for our customers. How about new technology that makes it better for employees as well? So I'm just setting that up. Lisa, take it away. Um, yeah, so thinking about our employee base is it's the huge importance to me. Employees are your biggest asset at, at the company. Um, and so um, we spend at, Form, at Formstack, we spend some time um, talking through diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging. Um, and so in a number of different ways, um, and this is something I'm extremely passionate about personally and professionally. Um, so it's one thing to have diverse representation at your company um, and to create an inclusive um, environment um, and be equitable with your employees and treat people fairly. Um, the probably the most important piece of that is creating a sense of belonging. So it's great that I'm at the company. You can invite me to the table. Do I feel like I belong at the table? Is my perspective valued? Do I feel like I can be my authentic self? And is my authentic self good enough? Am I seen? Um, and, and equally so, your customers are diverse. And so making sure that you've got representation internally to represent those customers you have externally is going to be really important. But that sense of belonging is why somebody's going to stay. If they do not feel it. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. I'm thinking back to um, I was on a major committee and one of our members um, identified quite differently than all of us and lots of things to uh, make that obvious. The clothes she wore. Uh, the hair color, everything was crazy uh, about her. And by the way, we wanted her on the committee for exactly the reasons that she looks, feels, acts so differently. We needed that. We needed to learn, right? And we needed to get her valuable opinion. But when she took out uh, out of her bag and started knitting at the boardroom table, uh, it put off a lot of people. At what point do we say stop? You have gone too far, or do we not? Uh, is that is that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Is that um, non-inclusive thinking uh, to say, hey, you know what? That's probably it'd be like somebody taking out and say, I concentrate better when I have music playing in my background in my ear. Do you mind if I put on headphones while we're talking? Or you know, it makes you realize maybe you're not paying attention. Or I, do you mind? I, I like to play a little word game. It helps soothe my stress while we're having this meeting. I, I can't imagine. I would say are you really paying 100% attention to me at this point? 
Um, so what I would typically do in those scenarios is seek to understand because there's a reason why somebody's doing something. Mm-hmm. So we come with our biases, we come with our perceptions, we see a behavior, and we put two and two together and get 10. And if you seek to understand and say, hey, explain that to me a little bit, what's that about? Um, you may learn something about an individual on why they their behaviors are showing up the way that they are. Um, and, you know, there could be a very valid reason. Now you've presented me one, with a very unique one. It was. Uh, and by, by the way, what you just described is exactly how I handled it. I fielded some complaints from some of our other members. I went to her to talk about it. She explained why she did it. And she said, do I need to stop doing it? And I said, I don't think you do. Um, I just need you to be aware of what some others are thinking. And I'm going to go back, if you don't mind, at our next meeting, I'm going to explain why you do it. And if you want to talk a little bit more about that, you can. Would that would you be comfortable? 100% on board. So what I was trying to do is figure out the reason behind it. And mm-hmm. I seeked. And then I found. And then I had to communicate. Now, I'm not sure. I, I may have put her on the spot and made her uncomfortable. But she said it would be okay for me to do that. Same thing happened. Uh, we had a gentleman uh, at a meeting I was in charge of. A big meeting. Four or five hundred, About 500 people. And this guy had Tourette's and I did not know it. And as we're walking into the meeting, he says, so where's the meeting? I'm new here. And I said, oh, well, my name's Shep. I'm in charge of the meeting, blah, blah, blah. And and then we're walking and I hear this, ah! I hear this scream and I'm looking around. I go, I don't know what that is. And then it happened again a moment or two later. And he goes, oh, I have Tourette's. I'm so sorry. And I said, is this going to happen when we're in this room? Because there's going to be a speaker and all of a sudden, we're going to hear you scream out in the middle and people are going to wonder what's going on. He goes, I, I have no control. I go, I get that. Would it be OK? Because I'm going to kick off this meeting for me to introduce you mm-hmm. and for to explain and for them not to worry that this is OK. Mm-hmm. And he goes, man, if you would do that, that would just be wonderful. Nobody would think like something's wrong with me. I'm, you know, well, they think what they want to think, but nobody's going to think there's at this moment we have an emergency because he's screaming and uh, he didn't scream obscenities. He just screamed out. Ah! It was it was bizarre, but it was really cool the way we communicated it. And uh, since, by the way, he's been on this show when I first my first year in 2014, when I did this show, I was working for CBS radio and they had me do it for their national network as well as their podcast. And we had this guy on. He is one of like three people in the entire world to ever be cured of Tourette's. Um, Is that crazy? So I got to wonder whether did he really have Tourette's? Was there something else? Because I don't know if only three people in the world have been cured. Wouldn't it be nice if we figured out what what worked and made it work for everyone else? Anyway, I am going off, but I just want to throw a couple of examples out there. (laughs) I'd like to make a statement on that. What you did in that moment was create a defining moment for him where he felt a sense of belonging because you're like, why don't we take the awkwardness out of it for you and give you the freedom to be able to do what you need to in the room by explaining it to people. And somebody had probably never done that for him before. So it's a defining moment. And when we think about defining moments for employees, we think about defining moments for our customers, even if they have a bad experience with us, a defining moment is what you're going to do for that customer to turn around their perception of you. Mm. Um, so that's what I love about that story. All right. So let's go back to the, you were talking about diversity and inclusion and the employee experience. And I want to get back in a moment to the defining moments because 
Uh, one of the concepts we want to talk about today, and I realize we only have about five more minutes or so, is to create moments that truly matter for our customers. But first, let's wrap up the employee experience part of the conversation. Sure. Um, so I think also, so there's the diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and we've made great progress this year um, with regard to defining roles and responsibilities and events that matter and how we engage with employees and setting up ERGs. So we're really starting to take that to the next level. The other thing that I really like doing is creating individual development plans for our teams. Um, so understanding what it is they want to accomplish in their career, um, and how are we going to help them to evolve within their career, whether it be progressing with other roles in Formstack? Um, and we may have a healthy debate about this one, but, you know, eventually when they do leave the organization, so in the tech industry in particular, people do um, move on every couple of years. So if that should happen, that they look back on their time at Formstack and say, that's where I learned about customer experience. That's where I, I, I felt I belonged in a moment. Um, and how I was supported, and that we then celebrate them if they do decide to move on. Well, I hope that they don't, because I would hope that with all the effort that you or any company puts forth in taking care of their employees, making them feel included and valued, that they would not want to move. So I'm going to argue, because you, because I know we briefly talk, talked <laughs> about this at the break and, and before. Number one, I would love to create destination employment, meaning when you get there, you never leave. Probably not as realistic today because, I mean, it, back in another generation, probably baby boomers and older, they would go to work for a company and, and stay at that company for 40 years. Okay, today that doesn't happen. But I'll say if everybody's moving in the tech industry an average of two years and you tell me they don't leave your company for four, you're doing something really, really right. And you're saving your company a lot of money, a lot, a lot of an onboarding and hiring and training simply because you're doing it right the first time and keeping them there. So there's a financial benefit to that. So 100 percent. And it is something we spend time thinking about is what are our attrition rates or retention rates at the company? Um, and we actually so we've grown substantially um, this year from an employee based perspective. But if you think back historically, we have people who've stayed with us for a very, very long period of time. Um, and so I do feel like they love um, you, Formstack was a remote um, company before remote became a thing. And so it, it people were attracted to the notion of that, the ability to be able to work from anywhere. And so Formstack has been remote probably more than eight to 10 years um, before that was ever a thing due to pandemic, et cetera. Um, and so I think they've been slightly ahead of the time with regard to how we want to support our employees, be their best selves. Mm, great. All right. Let's talk about creating moments that truly matter for your customers, because this is really when we create a when we create a company, uh, we always think I think many people think start with the end in mind. And that is the customer. What are they experiencing? Once you figure out what you want there and, you, and what you want to happen, well, then you start engineering it from the inside. Hence, you go back to the employees and the processes and the systems. They're going to drive that experience. But let's talk about the moments that matter. Sure. Um, so I, I, when I think about the customer journey, I think 360. Um, so we look at the internal step-by-step, -step, what we do with the customers. Um, we look at um, the tooling, the technology, the people, the processes. It's really important as well to make sure that we go outside in validation. 
Sometimes we think we understand what matters the most to the customer. It's really important to engage them to determine what they believe um, the, the powerful moments are, the moments that matter. And so when we have a perspective on something, always like to, to kind of take the customer perspective on that and say, have we got this right? Is this what matters to you and what matters the most? Um, and I think that when you're looking at an end-to-end -end journey, it can be overwhelming. So you need to prioritize and prioritizing based on what we think is the most important thing for the customer. Again, you will get your employees to say, I think this is the moment that the customer cares the most about. You validate that with the customer and then you're able to come up with a prioritized list of what are the things that you need to address um, first and foremost to ensure that we kind of really empower that customer experience. Um, I also really wanna make sure that we see our customers. Do we know what they're trying to do? Do we know how our product solves their issue? And do we have a sense of urgency around making that right for them? Um, and so, you know, we could get very technical and talk about the forms, et cetera, but I wanna understand the use case. You're in a hospital, there's patient intake, you know, you're at the DMV, people are queuing at the DMV. Um, what are our customers trying to do? What are their end customers' experiences are? And how can we assist with that? And once we start to actually really understand that, then we empathize more. Um, and so the, the, for me, the, the journey is a 360 overview. Now, and what I think you're really saying is that you understand your customers. Here's the words. And I'm, they're your words, not mine. These are in my notes from uh, the pre-work on the show here. You get me, you know me. And by the way, everything you've talked about has that you can substitute the words form stack for in almost any other company in the entire world. The process that's going on in your mind is appropriate for that. Your customer wants, whether they say it or not, this is what you want them to think. And this is what they want to think that, hey, I'm dealing with the company that gets me. They know me. They know my issues. They know my problems. That's when you stop becoming a vendor and you start becoming a partner. And I don't care if you're B2B or B2C. That's when I walk into my favorite department store and there's my salesperson who knows what I like to buy, who gets me. And they're not going to waste my time selling me or trying to sell me something I don't need or want. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that when you spend the time actually talking that through with the customer, they'll come to you for a use case and you're like, well, are you actually trying to collect a payment as well? And they were like, what? You can help me with that. And so actually having a conversation with them to say, tell me more about what you're trying to do here um, and how we can be consultative. And as you said, be more of a partner to them. So we're solutioning for them and their business, as opposed to um, selling a standardized pro standalone product. Um, what are you trying to do here? Mm, love it. All right. We're just about out of time. I always ask the final question in less than a minute. The one thing you want this audience to know or remember about our conversation. Um, creating defining moments. Um, Throughout our year, throughout our, our, our life, we will look back and there will be things that will have been defining moments for us. Um, you know, whether you get married, whether you have children, it defines your life for you. Not all of, and, and a lot of these cases, these things happen to us. There are times when they don't need to and we can create those defining moments for others, whether it be with your family, your kids, your customers, et cetera. How can you create those defining moments so that somebody will look back and remember? Something I spend a lot of time is creating memories for my kids. Um, and so that I know that they will look back and they will remember the holiday in San Diego where they won the giant stuffy. Um, and so how can you translate that 
for moments that matter with your customers as well, those defining moments. Can you real quickly give us an example of a customer's defining moment? Um, I'll, I'll give you one for me personally. Okay. Um, so I um, was on a flight um, that it got significantly delayed and I was not going to make my connecting flight in any way, shape or form. Um, and so I was like, do I run through the airport in these six inch heels or do I just take six the time? Six inch to heels? And, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyone who knows me will laugh at that one. So um, do I run through the airport or just let it go? Because I'm, I'm not going to make this flight anyway. And so I travel later just down the airport and I got to the, the desk and there was a text from the airline um, which says, breathe, we're holding the flight for you. Wow. They knew the connecting flight was good. And it's the breathe. Now I was already out of breath, trust me. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, you knew the panic I would have. And I hadn't seen an airline do something like that before. And it really, really impressed me. And you I don't really often do it. Them. You're very lucky that day. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And yeah. I have seen them rinse, repeat um, that type of we get you, we see you. Now it's time to do this or whatever the case might be. Um, but in that moment, I, I, I was pretty blown away by the breathe. We're holding your flight for you. Love it. Love it. Well, this has been a great interview. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Smith in the house. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another interview. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.